morning, and thank you for joining us for our Sunday morning message. Last week, we looked at the subject of the fire of God. That was uh, part one. And in that message, we focused on the fire of God, especially in the sense of purging and purifying. In our message today, we are looking at the same subject, the fire of God, part two. And this will be on being fervent for the Lord, having a zeal for God, or we could just say being on fire for the Lord. Uh, fervent in spirit, fervent in spirit. And there's a, there's a wonderful little verse in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12 and verse 11. And in this chapter, Paul is just giving some, some practical exhortations in practical Christian living. And he writes to the, to the, to the Roman church and he says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And so we're going to zero in in that middle phrase, fervent in spirit, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Now, some other translations of the phrase fervent in spirit uh, are as following. Well, first of all, that uh, Translation, fervent in spirit, that's from the King James Version. But the New International Version, that translates it, never be lacking in zeal. In other words, being zealous for the Lord. And then there's the Revised Standard Version, that translates the, the same phrase, be aglow with the spirit. Be aglow. Be aglow, be burning with the spirit. And then in the Amplified uh, version of the Bible, it translates it, being aglow and burning with the Spirit. And in the Message Bible, it translates it, keep yourself fueled and aflame. And then in the Common English Bible, it's translated, be on fire in the Spirit. So we can see some of the various different variations of the of the, the, the thought of fervent in spirit. And there's a thought there basically of being on fire for the Lord. The word fervent in Romans 12 and verse 11, it, it's from a Greek word, zeo. And the Greek word zeo is only used one other time in the New Testament. And that is speaking of Apollos. It's, it's in Acts 18, verse 25, where we read, This man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the Spirit, zeo, he spoke and taught diligently the things of the Lord. When we think of the, the word fervent, something fervent, there's a thought of living fervor, fiery hot, fiery hot. You know, some of those sauces you get, they're, they're not just a little bit hot, but they're, they're red hot, they're fiery hot, uh, full of burning zeal. And so we could say the opposite of dignified or cold or uh, unemotional. So the word zeo, it's, it signifies a high spiritual temperature inflamed by the Holy Spirit. Now, the word fervent is formed from a, a participle of the Latin word fervio. And the Latin word fervio, it means to boil, to seethe, 
or to bubble up, bubbling, bubbling, bubbling up. So being fervent is to be boiling over with a, like a holy enthusiasm for the Lord. The word zeo for fervent has to do with temperature. And so when, when we consider the word zeo with liquids, uh, it means boiling, boiling, bubbling up, uh, bubbling, bubbling, bubbling. For example, a, a pot of boiling water. When my wife and I, when we lived in India, we had to boil the water we were drinking, we had to boil it for at least 20 minutes. So we had to bring it to the boil and then it had to stay boiling, bubbling, bubbling, bubbling for 20 minutes. Then we could cool it down and then we went for some more processes until we were able to drink it. Now, when that word is used with solids, it means glowing. Like a blacksmith heating a metal to purify it, and it has to get hotter and hotter and hotter until impurities are removed. And at that stage, the metal is so hot, it just, it's just got a reddish glow. And it's needed at times to, to, to hammer it. The, the blacksmith will, will, after it's been strongly heated and glowing, then the blacksmith will hammer it, hammer it into a certain shape which he wants. Now, the prophet Isaiah, he spoke, he prophesied of the fire of God and his glory coming on the assemblies that have come to spiritual Mount Zion. You remember in the journey of the children of Israel that there was the cloud of fire, a cloud uh, by, night, by day which guided them, but it turned into a pillar of fire by night. In Isaiah chapter 4, and verse 5, we read this verse. Then the Lord will create over the whole site of Mount Zion and over her assemblies a cloud by day and smoke and shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory there will be a canopy. Another translation of that last part of that verse says, the glory will be like a defense. And it speaks in that verse of the, the shining of a flaming fire. Now, this verse has a fulfillment in the millennium, but also it has a fulfillment for the church in the last days. And the pillar of fire and the cloud of great glory. And there were some amazing things happened at the uh, turn of last century, in fact, from about 1906 to 1909 in the revival that took place in Azusa Street in Los Angeles. And there, people came from all over the world. Thousands came to the Lord. And it was the first time that speaking in tongues became common. And many from people, of, people from, you know, all around came and were filled with the Spirit speaking in tongues. And there were many outstanding healings that took, took place there as well. And one of the wonderful things is the glory of God and the fire of God's glory came. And sometimes when people came to the meetings, they'd come by train and they'd get off at the train station, which was about half a mile from the, from the building. Actually, it was an old warehouse. And when the people got off the train, sometimes the presence of God, the glory of God would be so strong that they would be healed. 
Sometimes they were slain in the spirit and fell down on the ground, and other times they even spoke in tongues. This is half a mile away. And on some, some, some nights, people could get off the train half a mile from the warehouse, and out of the building, out of that warehouse, they could see fire, fire, leaping up into the sky, 50 feet high up into the sky. And they literally saw, on a number of occasions, the fire of the literal fire, God's fire, coming out of that building. And when the fire came like that, sometimes incredible things happen. There were two, on one occasion, a man who had no arm. And Brother Seymour, he prayed, and the fire was coming out of the roof, and then the just bones came out from his shoulder. And then there was flesh came on them. And then they came out further and more flesh and skin came on them until the whole arm and the hand and the fingers and the thumb were perfectly formed. On another night, there was a man who had no leg. There was no leg at all. And the power. And again, it was, a, it was a night when that fire was coming out. The fire of God was coming out of the roof. And, and he, this leg, it was the power of God came. And as Brother Seymour prayed, the leg grew out, and the, the, the bones, and the flesh, and the skin, and that whole leg. I mean, just absolutely amazing miracles that happened. John the Baptist, he was the forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus testified of John the Baptist uh, in John 5 and verse 35. Now, John the Baptist, it says... He was a burning and a shining light. A burning light, a shining light. And we also are called to burn with the fire of his glory and to be lights that shine for the Lord. In Daniel 12 and verse 3, it says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the heavens, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Now, like John the Baptist, we must be separated from the desires of this world. We are called to live as strangers and pilgrims in this world so that God's fire can burn brightly upon us and God's fire can burn brightly in us and God's bright fire can be brightly upon us. The Lord Jesus Christ we read in John 2 and verse 17, speaking of Jesus, he says, The zeal of your house has eaten me up. And this verse speaks of Jesus and is being quoted from Psalm 69 and verse 9. The zeal of your house has eaten me up, it has consumed me. And the fire in his soul, in the soul of Jesus, it made him cleanse the temple. He cleansed the temple. He knocked over the tables of the money changers. There was such a, a, a fervency. There was such a zeal to fulfill the will of his heavenly father. And, and the desire to fulfill the will of God, the will of his father, it consumed him. That was his life. That was his passion. And so God wants us also to be filled with zeal for his house and as we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. After the resurrection of Jesus, you remember the story in Luke's gospel, 
how that Jesus drew alongside two disciples as they were traveling on the road to Emmaus, which was just a few miles from Jerusalem. And as they were traveling, Jesus joined himself to them and he expounded the scriptures concerning himself to them. And after he revealed himself to them, then when he just suddenly disappeared, then they said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? That's from Luke 24 and verse 32. And, you know, as Jesus spoke those words, the fire of God was burning in their hearts. George Whitfield, he was a, a great evangelist. He was from England. He was mightily used of God in, in the 1700s. And he ministered all over England and made seven trips to to America, where he was greatly used by God in the first great awakening. And when he came to America from England, the he came to the city of Boston. And Boston had a population at that time of 12,000 people. But the crowds that came each night to hear him preach were 14,000 people. In other words, more than the total population of the city came to hear George Whitfield preach. And at that time, there was no blacktop roads. There were no restaurants around. And one man gave this testimony. He said, I put my wife on the back of the old mare and I got up. The snow was so deep, we struggled up hills and valleys. And finally, I got off and just led the horse. I was soaking wet, no pews, no shelter. I stood there in the snow and heard a man who was blazing with God. He was on fire for God. My trousers were wet through and almost stiff with frost. Next night, we went back again. Amazing. And then John Wesley. John Wesley, he was a contemporary of George Whitfield. He was also from England, and he also... Uh, ministered in the 1700s. And he was used of God to, to bring revival to England. And when he was asked about his enormous success, especially in open-air preaching in England, the huge crowds that would gather, many people from the coal mines of that day, thousands of them would come and get wonderfully saved. But when he was asked about, well, how could he draw all these people what were the secrets of the success he had? And he replied like this. He said, every morning I set myself alight and people come from miles to watch me burn. I mean, he was burning for the Lord. He was on fire for the Lord. The psalmist David wrote in Psalm 63 and verse 1 and 2. O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh, flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see your power and your glory. A flame of fire, you know, is always burning, always ready. John Wesley also said, speaking of men and women who were on fire for the Lord, he said these words, 
Give me a hundred men or women who fear nothing but sin and desire nothing but God, and I will shake the world. And I will shake the world. Quite a statement. In Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 7, we read these words. It says, He makes his ministers a flame of fire. And God desires his ministers. And, you know, in a sense, we are, in a sense, every believer, you know, is a minister, is a servant of the Lord. And he desires us to become, you know, flames, flames of fire. Now, in closing this morning, I want to just go over two important keys to being fervent in spirit. Two, two keys so that we can be fervent in spirit, so that we can be on fire for the Lord. And the first key is daily feeding on the Word of God. Loving the Word of God, feeding on the Word of God. And there's an interesting scripture in Leviticus 6 and verse 13. And it says, The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Now this is speaking about the altar of burnt offering in the outer court of the tabernacle of Moses. And the fire, it was maintained by a constant supply of wood. And we know that wood, it speaks of the word of God. And if we're going to be fervent in spirit, it is absolutely vital that we are daily feeding upon the word of God. We are those who are reading the word of God, hearing the word of God, studying the word of God, memorizing some scriptures from the word of God, and then meditating, meditating, chewing, going over in our mind, over and over, thinking about it, meditating upon the word of God and obeying the word of God. As we have a fervency and a love for the word of God, you know, the fire of God, it, it's a key to helping the fire of God being ignited in our hearts. And then a second key to being fervent in the Spirit is to keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, if we're going to be on fire for the Lord, it's important that we, we are, have the experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but that's not enough. We, we must keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. And when Paul writes to the Ephesians in chapter 5 and verse 18, and they were a Pentecostal church. They were believers. They'd, they'd been filled with the Holy Spirit. But Paul writes to them, and he says, Don't be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled and keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. And one of the key ways that we can keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit is when we speak in other tongues and glorify God. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 31, it says the apostles and many of, and they had been filled with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. But here in Acts chapter 4, several months later, those same apostles and some of those same leaders, they were filled afresh with the Holy Spirit. In other words, there was a fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit. And as we are filled with the Spirit and a continue continue to be filled with the Spirit. You know, that fire of God will burn in our hearts. 
And one of the ways of keeping filled with the Spirit is by, you know, daily praying in tongues, speaking in tongues, and glorifying the Lord. And in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 6, it says, Therefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. And the word in the Greek for stir up means to, to fan into flame. You know, like if some, some coals, they've died right down, and you want to rekindle them, and you get a fan, and you, you, you do it like that, and you, you cause the, 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 the wind, the oxygen to come up, wind to blow, and they're fanned into flame again. And so the Lord wants to fan us into flame afresh so that we would be those, by God's grace, who are fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Lord, for all your goodness. We thank you for your grace in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for your example, Lord Jesus, and the zealousness you had for the house of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the example of John the Baptist, who was such a, a burning and a shining light. And Lord, I pray that, Lord, each one of us who are listening this day, oh God, Lord, give us a heart's desire, Lord, to press into you in a new way. Oh God, Lord, that we would be zealous for you, that we would be wholehearted for you, that we would be full on for you. Lord, that we would be, on, we would be fervent for you. We would be on fire for you. And oh God, Lord, we pray, draw us afresh by your, by your spirit. Draw us afresh, Lord, even into a, a fresh and a new uh, relationship and intimacy with you, Lord Jesus. Oh God, give us a fresh love for your word, a hunger for your word, to be reading and studying your word day by day. And oh Lord Jesus, we pray, oh God, help us to be constantly filled with your spirit, speaking in other tongues, glorifying you and going on for you, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord, even seal this word to our hearts this morning in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. Amen.